It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you by our friends over at BuiltBar.com, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. What's going on, friends? Billy Rossetti back with you guys here on a Wednesday. Hope you guys are having yourselves a good week. We are rolling along with our look back this week at the 2015 Carolina Panthers, breaking it down, kind of going through game by game and groups of games throughout the week, and just kind of reminiscing a little bit about what a lot of people obviously will consider the greatest season so far in Panthers history. We left you, of course, yesterday, halfway through the season now. We're eight games in and starting to gain some ground a little bit in the NFC South with the Falcons in second place, but already sitting now with three losses. So the Panthers feeling comfortable, and as we know, the run just kept on going, and it wouldn't be too much longer until they actually claimed the division title, which of course would become their third straight division title. And so we're going to jump into that in just a minute, but there is a little bit of news I want to talk about first before we get back into our look back. And uh, it's a little bit of looking ahead, of course, potentially, uh, considering these games are actually played. But the Panthers did finalize their 2020 preseason schedule on Wednesday. We knew, of course, that they were going to have a Sunday night game in week three, which is usually, of course, their regular season tune-up. That's against the Baltimore Ravens. That'll be the Sunday night game of that week on NBC. But now we know the official dates and times for all four of the Panthers' preseason games. And that's the only game, as it turns out, that will be or that will not be on a Thursday. The other games will fall on a Thursday night. It starts Thursday, August 13th at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the first time that Matt Rule will get to coach any sort of NFL game will come that night. And this is actually the first time since 2000 that the Panthers will host the Jaguars in a preseason game. Of course, these teams met last season during the regular season, a game in which the Panthers won. But this is the, this will be the first time in 20 years that the Panthers are at home against the Jaguars in the preseason. So that'll kick things off week one, then week two. Panthers will go on the road. And for the sixth time in seven years, the Panthers will take on the Patriots in the preseason. That'll be Thursday, August 20th, 7.30 p.m. Then again, it's the like the game we talked about, the preseason nationally televised game against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. That'll be Sunday, August 30th. 8 o'clock on NBC. 
and then the preseason will wrap up Thursday, September 3rd, 7.30 p.m. at home, and of course, yet again, continuing their tradition that started back in 2002, the 18th consecutive year, actually, I guess this would be uh, 19, the 19th consecutive season that these two have final or, uh, ended the preseason against each other, the Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, just like the Eagles and Jets always play each other in a couple other games, this has become uh, this has become kind of the staple of the, of the preseason, I guess. So, week one, Jaguars, August 13th. Week two, at the Patriots, August 20th. Week three, at the Ravens, August 30th. And then week four, against the Steelers, on September 3rd. So that's the Panthers' preseason schedule, and of course it all leads up to the Regular season opener at home against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday, September 13th. So hopefully these games are played. You know, there are tickets available for these preseason games. And the NFL has already made note that if the games are canceled or they play these games without fans, then the tickets will be automatically refunded. So at least... Um, at least there's no no worry there, which is obviously the right thing to do. I mean, you're not going to make somebody pay for a ticket and then they don't either don't play that game or they play it, but they don't let fans in. They're obviously not. It's like all these concerts that are getting canceled, which is very unfortunate because, you know, I'm a big concert guy and it's disappointing to see all these. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a big country guy, you know, so seeing like Rascal Flats cancel their tour and Thomas Rhett and all these other guys. Uh, it's unfortunate seeing these concerts being canceled, but at least they're given refunds as well, or at least uh, making the tickets va uh, valid for the rescheduled date. Now, the NFL, at least with the first couple games, that's a possibility. You know, that's been an idea that some people have floated around that the NFL might do if they have to adjust the schedule. And that's take week one, and actually, well, take week one and shift it to the back end of the season. So week one would effectively become kind of like a week 18, if you will. You know, so in, in that case, the Panthers would then end the regular season against the Raiders instead of starting against the Raiders. Week two, they could shift to, to uh, whatever the, the bye weeks are because, again, as, as we talked about, every team shares a bye week this year with their week two opponents. That was one of the things that the NFL worked into their schedule in, in case they needed to uh, adjust the schedule. So again, in the case of the Panthers, if week two has to be rescheduled against the Buccaneers, they can easily slot that game into week 13 because both of those teams have their bye in week 13. So it made it easier in case, and that's another reason why I think, because um, sometimes you see these last couple of seasons, you've seen by start in week four. This time they start in week five. I believe the Packers and the Lions have a week five bye. So that's another example. They could just push that to week five. And, you know, again, the Panthers and Bucks would be pushed to week 13. And then another thing they could do in conjunction with those first two weeks would be just straight up cancel weeks three and four. And they're able to do that because... There are no divisional games at all in weeks three or four. So if those games were to be lost, then the Panthers would be losing their games against the Chargers and the Cardinals. So at least one of their West Coast trips would be out if they have to cancel these weeks, since, of course, they're going 
to LA in week three. So just keep that in mind. Obviously, nothing set in stone yet. We're still a couple months away. A lot of details to be figured out, but um, that's one. That's just one possibility of how the NFL can adjust their schedule. So don't be surprised uh, when we get closer to the season and we find out that the true regular season opener for the Panthers will be what's scheduled to be their week five game, which of course is at Atlanta on Sunday, October 11. So we'll find out, um, you know, who knows when we're going to find out. I mean, it is only May with a long way to go. Um, I would listen, I would love to see a full season and obviously I'd love to see fans there as well, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. I, I truly believe at this point that the NFL at the very least is going to start the season without fans. All right. So before we jump back into our, uh, reminiscing as it were on the, on the 2015 team, I want to remind you guys, of course, about our friends over at builtbar.com providing you the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And like I've been saying, guys, I I love the, the taste of this bar. I mean, it's, it's not your regular protein bar that um, doesn't taste as great as you think it should or you have to wash it down, whatever the case may be. I mean, these are basically like candy bars because they're made with 100% chocolate. They have... Uh, 16 different flavors, uh, eight of them chocolate and nuts, eight of them chocolate and no nuts, so whatever your preference is, uh, so many different flavors. I mean, there's raspberry cream, there's an orange, uh, there's a white chocolate, there's a lot of different flavors for, you know, whatever your taste is, um, but either way, no matter what flavor you get, you're getting a great tasting bar that is uh, low calorie, low sugar, and high in protein and high in fiber, I mean... For example, the the peanut butter brownie bar is 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. So a delicious bar, and it gives you the nutrients that you need. Uh, but don't just take my word for it. If you want to try this for yourself, all you got to do is just go to BuiltBar.com, and you can save a little bit of money with us, because if you use our promo code Locked On, you'll save $10.00 off your first order and everybody loves saving money right especially nowadays so again just go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you will get ten dollars off your first order is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as we jump back in now to our uh, kind of reminiscing 
I've been using that word a lot, I know. But let's jump back into it. So, again, at this point, Panthers are 8-0 on the season. We're starting uh, the second half of the schedule. And that second half started with a battle with the 2-6 going into this game, Tennessee Titans. So, definitely a far cry from uh, what the Titans are now. And, you know, the team that the Panthers played last year in a, a pretty good game. It obviously a team that ended up going to the NFC Championship game. But uh, this was pretty much all Carolina. It was cl- close for a little bit, uh, you know, in the middle of the game. Even tied late in the first half. But the second half, Panthers uh, controlled controlled Tennessee. Actually shut them out in the second half, 13 to nothing. You know, it was 7-7 after one quarter. Uh, Jonathan Stewart had a 16-yard run. But then Dexter McCluster, 25-yard run. Panthers added a one-yard touchdown reception from Ed Dixon, and then the Titans had a field goal midway through the second quarter, but then that was it. That was the all the scoring the Titans did. The Panthers added another touchdown in the fourth quarter, a two-yard score from Cam Newton, and Cam Newton in that game went 21 of 25, 217 yards, one touchdown, but the Titans did de- did get to Cam Newton five times in this game, um, while the Panthers' defense only got to Marcus Mariota once, uh, but did pick him off once, and he only threw 185 yards, and they held the Titans to only about 60 yards rushing. Mariota had 24 yards rushing, McCluster 25 yards rushing, and 8 yards for Antonio Andrews, and only 7 yards for Bishop Sankey. Uh, Jonathan Stewart pretty much outrushed the entire Titans team that day with 91 yards and a touchdown. In the end, the Panthers came away with the 27-10 victory over the Titans to put the Panthers at 9-0 and dropping the Titans to 2-7. And then around the rest of the NFC South that week, it was Tampa Bay 10-6 over Dallas. The Saints lost to the Fal- or the Saints lost to the Redskins, forty-seven to fourteen, and the Falcons were on their bye week in this week. So uh, the Panthers just still gaining ground now. They're three up on the Falcons in the NFC South as we move to Week Ten, where they took on, of course, the future t- future team of Ron Rivera. Obviously, back back in twenty fifteen, we would have never thought five years later. Ron Rivera would be coaching the Redskins, but here we were. And, um, yeah, this game was uh, not close at all, Other, you know, after the first quarter. It, it was tied at 14 after the first quarter, but that's as close as the Redskins got. As the Panthers outscored the Redskins 17-0 in the second quarter and 10-0 in the third quarter. They got uh, their two touchdowns in the first quarter. They got a... 12-yard reception from Jonathan Stewart, and then a 3-yard reception from Mike Tolbert. And then in the second quarter, a 2-yard reception for uh, Ted Ginn, and a 5-yard touchdown pass from Greg Olson. So, first half, Cam Newton's already thrown 4 touchdown passes, and this game was pretty much uh, out of reach by then. The Panthers were up 31-14 on the Redskins, and then added another touchdown The fifth passing touchdown of the game from Cam Newton. This one to Devin Funches. So five touchdown passes to five different receivers for Cam Newton. Uh, 
and then the Panthers added a field goal in the fourth quarter. The uh, this the Redskins did get a safety as Brad Norman was tackled in the end zone, or more like uh, more like kind of sacrificing the two points. Uh, but the final score was Carolina forty-four, Washington sixteen, and that put the Panthers at ten and zero. Redskins fell to four and six. So Cam Newton's numbers were 21 of 34, 246 yards, five touchdowns, and again to five different receivers. Uh, the leading receiver was actually Devin Funches with 64 yards on four catches. Jericho Cotri had 57 yards. Greg Olson had 54. Ted Ginn had 37. And Jonathan Stewart, that 12-yard touchdown pass, was his only catch of the game. But he did post another 100-yard game, 102 yards on 21 on 21 carries and then the defense really rattled Kirk Cousins 207 yards one touchdown one interception five sacks in this one for the Panthers defense led by Mario Addison who had a sack and a half Benny Ben Wickery had a sack as did Coney Ely and Kyle Love and then Ryan Dallaire had half a sack and then the interception was from Kirk Coleman so, 10 wins now for the Panthers, and looking at the rest of the NFC South that week, in Week 11, the Falcons lost again, so the Panthers picked up a game there, the, the Falcons had lost to the Colts 24-21, Tampa Bay was all over Philadelphia 45-17, and then the Saints, I believe were actually on their bye in this one. Yeah, this was the week the Saints were on their bye. So at this point now, the Panthers are 10-0 and starting to run away with the NFC South as the Falcons had dropped to 6-4 after their uh, their third straight loss. So the Falcons at 6-4, the Buccaneers after week 11 were 5-5, five and, five, and then the Saints, of course, on their bye week were at 4-6. So right, So right there, the Panthers... Four games up in the division with just six to go, so they are eking ever so closer to another division title, and they had a chance to get even closer to that uh, division crown on Thanksgiving. Remember that, as of course, this was the year the Panthers played on Thanksgiving Day in Big D against the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, the Cowboys were... Really struggling this year. They were 3-7 and seven coming into this one. Panthers were rolling in. Again, not much of a game. The Panthers were up 23-3 to at halftime. Uh, Kirk Coleman actually had a pick six in this one. That kicked off the scoring. And then a couple of field goals from Graham Gano. And then another pick six from Luke Keekley. And then a third Graham Gano field goal. So 23-3 to at half. And the Panthers hadn't scored any points on the offense. Uh, they finally did get an offensive score uh, late in the third quarter, a four-yard rush from Cam Newton. And then Dallas finally found the end zone at the end of the game, or near the end of the game, about four and a half to play. Matt Castle threw a two-yard touchdown pass to Cole Beasley. And then Dallas actually got the two-point conversion after that. Um, but of course, it was... Way too late at this one. The, I mean, the Panthers were up 33-6 to at, at one point in this one. So Cam Newton didn't have to do that much. 
thanks to his defense. He was 16 of 27, 183 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Stewart led the way rushing again with uh, 68 yards rushing on 21 carries. And of course, Cam Newton, like I said, had that rushing touchdown. Uh, Tony Romo was 11 to 21 for 106 yards, three interceptions, and a sack. And then, of course, he was benched for Matt Castle, who went 13 of 19, 93 yards, and a touchdown. It was a pair of interceptions for Luke Heakley, and one interception, like I said, for Kirk Holman, as both of them had a pick six. And then Thomas Davis and Coney Ely, each with a sack. So final score was Carolina 33, Dallas 14. That put the Panthers now at 11-0, and right on the brink of another NFC South title, with Dallas falling to 3-5. and five. And the Falcons did lose at home that week to the Vikings, so the South was pretty much claimed. Uh, I don't remember offhand if they had the tiebreaker at that point, but the Pan- Panthers were five up with five to play, and of course they hadn't played the Falcons yet. Uh, but they lost to the Vikings that week, twenty to ten. Tampa Bay lost to Indianapolis, twenty-five to twelve, and the Saints lost at Houston, twenty-four to six. And then it was a trip to New Orleans to take on the Saints with a chance to end it all. Because because now that I remember, if I remember correctly, they did clinch the South there in New Orleans, I, I believe. Um, but that's exactly what they did. I mean, it was a shootout. You know, the the Saints Saints played them tough. Uh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees was back in this one, of course, after being injured in the first meeting. Comes back, throws 282 yards, three touchdowns, an interception, and was sacked twice. But Cam Newton once again with five touchdown passes in this one. First one, uh, and remember the pa- Panthers were down 14 nothing in this one, Uh, but then they started rolling back. Cam's first touchdown pass was to Mike Tolbert. That made it 14-7. Then Jonathan Stewart rushed for a touchdown, but Gano missed the extra points. The Panthers were still trailing 14-13. In fact, uh, not only did Graham Gano miss the kick, it was blocked, and uh, Stephon Anthony actually returned the extra point uh, for two points for the Saints. So that actually made it, instead of tying the game at uh, 14 it was uh, 16-13 in favor of New Orleans. But then Cam Newton throws his second touchdown of the game early in the third quarter to put the, put the Panthers up 20-16. to And then another touchdown pass, this one to Devin Funchess. And now the Panthers all of a sudden are up 11, uh, less than five minutes to go in the third, up 27-16. to Saints did come back a couple minutes later. Drew Brees, 54 yards to Brandon Cooks. That put them within three. And then they came right back early in the fourth quarter. Drew Brees hitting Brandon Coleman from 24 yards out. And the Saints are back on top at 31-27. Then they went back and forth in the fourth quarter. A few minutes later, Cam Newton and Ted Ginn connecting for the second time. This time from 45 yards. That put the Panthers back on top. 34-31. 34-31. Then with 5:21 left, Mark Ingram rushed from nine yards out to give the Panther or give the Saints the 38-34 lead. So then it was one final shot for the Panthers, and as they had done a couple of times, 
Cam Newton leads the Panthers down the field in a four-minute drive. And with 1.10 to go, Cam Newton hits Jericho Cotchery for 15 yards out for what became the game-winning touchdown. The Saints did have one final shot at it, uh, but the uh, the passes, you know, they didn't. They wound up not getting past the 50 after uh, three straight incompletions by Drew Brees. So then Cam Newton was able to kneel out the clock, and the Panthers had wrapped up the NFC South with a 41-38 victory over the New Orleans Saints. As Cam Newton went, like I said, 28-41, 331 yards, five touchdowns. So the Panthers, 12-0 now. And again, I've already wrapped up the NFC South with this win. Uh, Atlanta had lost anyway, too, uh, to Tampa Bay, 23-19. So... With that, that's that's actually the end of kind of part three here. This uh, this final group of three games, or this uh, third group of four games. So now the question, of course, now at this point, the Panthers had locked up the division. Now it's just a matter of, you know, wrapping up the number one seed. And, of course, the question was, would the Panthers run the table? Would they be able to go 16-0? and Of course, we know what happened, but obviously at this time, that was, uh, you know, at the time this happened, this was the question. Could the Panthers go all the way and make it to 16-0? and But we'll look at those final four games tomorrow in part four, and then we'll look at the playoff run on Friday. And so with that, like I said, that wraps up part three. And as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, appreciate it as always. And uh, remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. And, uh... Go check out our great sponsor, Built Bar, as well, because they've been doing a great job for us, showing us a lot of support, so go show them some support as well with their great-tasting protein bar. So I am out. I will see you on Thursday for kind of the regular season wrap-up of this look back before we get into the playoffs. Part 4 coming tomorrow. We'll see you then. Take care, everybody, and uh, have yourselves a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.